Since the beginning of time, people have always found creative ways of communicating. This is my way. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and we need to talk. And welcome to Not For Nothing. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and I have today Sarah yet again. Hello. Hi. How's everything going? And well, let's see. The last time we talked was my birthday, and the world went to shit even further somehow since God, then. We thought we thought we were already there. We were thought we were in the ditches. <laughs> uh, this world. What can we say? Vote. Yeah, that's it. Vote. Oh my God. Um, I had to take a little embargo from Facebook for a little while. I would have just completely shut it down if it weren't for a few specific needs. But, yeah, I cannot post on Facebook anymore. Um, I can't look at Facebook anymore because too many people have opinions that I don't share from where we live or from where you live and where I used to live. I don't know how you do it every day. I think there's a giant glowing sign above my head that says I don't agree with you because rarely do people approach me to like with the assumption that we're on the same page except for Mm -hmm. today that was fun um got to do some little terminology definition explanations today really Uh, yeah What, what did you do what happened um someone came up to me and was like I just need to vent they're now wanting to dismantle the police and i said huh you don't think that doesn't mean what you think it means sweetie right take it down that you said you don't think that means what you think it means oh no that's what that in my head in my head i said Uh, they're not dismantling the police they're defunding them by taking all that excess cash they shove into our police forces and wanting to take that and put that into things like education housing job creations mm -hmm. to basically not create a need for a violent police force by fixing the problems at home yeah. um, and making it so people ha- all do truly have an equal opportunity. Um, because if you look at it, it go, I mean, it goes so much further than just take police money away. It's all about trying to create safety networks and put money back into education that they've been defunding so long. So these cycles don't keep happening. Right. Um, Funding mental health care, things like that. I mean, there's a reason people are scared to call the cops now for wellness checks because now cops are shooting people when they're going for those wellness checks, which is the opposite of a wellness check. What's a wellness check? Wellness check would be like if you lived out there alone and I, or even not even a different city where you think that someone is about to harm themselves. Oh, or you so people are people are suspected people, of killing themselves, and the cops are going there, and I'll, I'll do it for you. Pretty, I mean, it's a little more in depth than that. But like, if you have somebody live, like if I lived with somebody, and it became a violent situation because of a mental illness issue, like uh, some kind of breakdown or something, and I called the cops for assistance, it would be mm-hmm. to de-escalate the situation and get that person the help they need. Oh yeah. But, yeah. I remember one story specifically, a woman called the cops because she had help with her schizophrenic son and the cops killed him. 
That I mean, that's, that's the opposite game. of helpful, um, right. quite frankly. And so it's stuff like that, like wanting to make sure, like there should be really, to me, the EMT should be a first responder for that kind of situation anyway, not the police, but that's all. That's getting a little crazy. Um, whole different arena. But, but <laughs> that is a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, but so it's stuff like that, and trying to explain that to somebody that when you hear the fr- like terms like defund and disband, it's not. I mean, it, there are people that want to get to the level where we don't need police anymore, but we have we can't go. Well, I don't know. Zero that's to a hundred. Huh. I don't even know if that's a thing like, oh, it's where you truly, don't need a police. Well, it's I mean, a, the, there's ideals that are that way. Right. I don't know that that's ever going to be, or at least not in our lifetime, a time when we can hope, not though. need, need but police. Yeah, so but. Having to use my white privilegedness and face those conversations that I used to ignore <laughs> has been a little fun. Um, yeah. Because, hello, giant yellow dog liberal in the South. There's not a few quite that many like me um well and and that's where we are now you don't get to ignore it anymore you have to be a part of it now i mean that's 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 the cause that that they're hoping for and the quicker that all white people stop ignoring it the quicker we can get to something you know and they're not ignoring it anymore we're in the conversation they're coming up to you on the street (laughs) absolutely (laughs) there's assumptions being made everywhere um and so, but yeah, still living in a place where everyone assumes you're all on the same page and you're definitely not. That's been fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what, though? I, I'll say this, and I don't really want to go too deep into it, but living in California, me and Ethan have been um, experiencing that as well, where people assume we're all on the same page. Um, like, they assume that we are all just as liberal as you could possibly be. They assume that we are all on that same page um, where everybody is just the most liberal left you could possibly be. And Ethan and I do fall very much on the left, 100%. We are left of the center, but we're not quite as liberal as some people could possibly be, you know? And like today, I, because I'm voting for Joe Biden because it's Joe Biden or or Donald Trump in November. Mm-hmm. That's all there. That's the two options you have. Uh, I'm and I'm voting for Joe Biden. And there's people out here who will make you feel like garbage for voting for Joe Biden. And I'm like, what? What is your plan? So you know, right? I don't understand what people are trying to do here. And then they're like, oh, they're going to have a brokered convention. I'm like, because they've had one in the twenty twentieth or twenty first century. It's not likely. No, he's he's the assumed nominee at this point. I'm pretty sure they called it. Well, and because just the other day he did actually get 1991 delegates. Mm. So it, I mean, he because they were calling it. I, I could, I guess, I could kind of see um, why people were like, "You're going too far. You're going too far." Because he didn't have 1991 yet. He, mm. it, it was just there was no path forward for anyone else to get to 1991, and now he hit 1991. Uh, and so now he's got the number he needs to be the de- the nominee, and it's t- I'm ready to hear his vice president pick. Like I need to hear that. Yeah, we're so, all waiting. Anyway, pick it well. Mm-hmm. What? So pick them well. Oh yeah, yeah. Anything else going on with COVID nineteen or <laughs> quarantine or your life is the new normal? I've never not had a normal this entire time because I've worked. The entire time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I am inter- interfacing with more and more people who seem to think that the coronavirus is done. Like that phase of our life has just passed. Um, yeah. And I just want to like kind of stare at them and just like be like, gee, I wonder what it's like in your world. Um, <laughs> like I just, <laughs> can I visit your planet sometime? Because you're on a completely different one. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm doing okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can I visit your planet? Because you're not on this one. Um, yeah. Yes. I mean, that's the weird part is like, Jaja's on week 13 of working from home. Other people I know have been at home just doing their COVID projects because they can't go to work. And I'm just like, none of this has changed me that much, except I don't get to go to Walmart as frequently as I would like because now I have to make a grocery list. Yeah. Um, and... So, yeah, that's the weird part is it's not impacted me quite the same way because I'm an essential worker. So I have worked the entire time. Mm-hmm. Our methodology at work and our uh, protocols have changed, but I'm still interfacing with a bunch of Karens every day. Did you see that video that said Karens are terrorists? No, but I don't disagree that much. I was so on board with it. Look it up. Look, anybody <laughs> out there listening, look it up. Karens are terrorists. She explains why. And I agree 100%. So you've had an interesting experience this week, though, too, because <laughs> you sent me pictures and I was just like, it, it actually scared me, you know, because of everything going on in this world. Uh, you got some house damage. It, well, my apartment did. I didn't receive any. Um, so I was like trying to be a good adult and I live 10 minutes from my job now. So I was like, I'm going to go home for lunch and eat my gnocchi leftovers. And I pull up. <laughs> And I stare, and there's a massive gaping hole in my storm door and shattered glass everywhere. And I just kind of went, well, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so I mean, literally, like, I just stared, and it alarmed me. So I called my leasing. I, like, I didn't even get out of my car. I called my leasing office, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is Sarah. I live in this building number. Um, I just got home for lunch, and my storm door smashed in. And the sweet girl on the other end of the line goes, oh, oh, wow. Um, okay. I don't know if I should call the courtesy officer or maintenance. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. (laughs) I don't know what to do with this. And she goes, is there something around that like got, it got smashed in. And so I got up and I got out of my car and I was like looking around, like, I mean, it's shattered glass everywhere. I have two cats inside. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to open the best part was I had to open the broken door and let more glass fall to try to check the doorknob to even see if my apartment was broken into. Yeah. And it hadn't been. And I was like, no, I don't see anything. And she goes, "Okay, well, I'll get maintenance right out there to clean it. I was like that up because I was like, I can't go inside. I have pets inside and I'm not about to trek all this glass into my apartment. Yeah. That would be um, dangerous for them and for you because well, you're yeah, on with, the stairs. And so if you're ever in your house barefoot, you might get yeah. your foot. I mean, yeah, even without pets, I was like, oh, no. But I was like, especially with cats, I'm not going to track glass inside. So she called maintenance. She's like, they're on lunch right now. I was like, that's fine. And I'm like, well, now I have to go pick up lunch, which I feel like the moral of the story is don't go home for lunch. Mm-hmm. Is really what I took away from this. Stop trying to do the most, Karen. <laughs> I know, right? And so, of course, I check my mail anyway because I've been waiting on a package from Canada for like two weeks. Um, and so, I, as I check my mail, of course, it's I get mail from my neighbor, so I have to go back. And I and as I go back, the maintenance guy's sweeping up the glass, and I 
put the mail in the neighbor's door and was like, hey, lady, here's your mail. I got your mail, my bad. Um, and I was like, you didn't find any bricks, did you? It's my apartment. He goes, no. Do you have someone that's out to get you? And I'm like, well, now you've made it creepy. Like, <laughs> I'm like you have now you have made this weird. I was just being funny and you've made it weird. And I was like, no, but never. I mean, there's always the opportunity. Someone's out to get me. I don't know. You should have just leaned in and been like, well, I am a, a damn liberal up in here. So <sighs> thought about it, but I didn't want him to break my door further. Yeah. And then he's but, like, well, let me just go ahead and break into your house and burn it down. Right. And so naturally I go to back to work and I'm like, eating my bagel br- lunch sandwich thing. Um, and I get home afterwards and <laughs> he has cleaned up all the glass, but the bare empty frame in which the glass used to stand is still on my front door. Well, they're going to have to like give you a new storm door. I don't see why they didn't just like take it down. <laughs> well, that's my point. And so then as I go to open said glass storm door, cause I cannot bend my wrist behind it to put keys, the keys in the knob to unlock it. Mm-hmm. Their glass continues to fall, and I'm just like, this is the most redneck bullshit I've ever laid eyes on. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And I don't live, like, in a cheap, like, r- cheap, run-down, like, janky-ass apartment. Um, I mean, it's not, like, a gated community, but it's not, like... But you do awful. live in a community that's really cute. I do. townhouses. <laughs> I do. So. And so then I'm like, I'll give it a day. You know, maybe they weren't prepared. So I came home from work today and the janky barren storm door is still there. And I'm going to be like mm-hmm. calling my leasing office at seven o'clock tomorrow. I'm going to be like, hi, excuse me. Yeah. My door was the one that was smashed in. Do you plan on removing the storm door carcass or is that just standing up? Because it serves no purpose <laughs> at this point. Like carcass. <laughs> it serves no port- purpose. Like it's an empty hole. It's like walking through like the looking glass every day to and from work. I feel stupid. <laughs> just like, you, just, you should just really lean into the redneckness of it and not even open the storm door. Just walk through the hole. I did that this morning. <laughs> I was like, I don't get the point of this being here. I feel stupid opening a picture frame like what the hell (laughs) i'm just like oh oh my i mean and again like on the scale of important things it's not that deep but it's just like that one extra thing on top of another thing that's just like this may be the straw that breaks the camel's back and i just have a nervous breakdown and run around naked through i think i think that is i think everybody has one of those right now of that one thing you're like, really this. So did you think at, at any point was it, did it cross your mind that some like the looters had come <laughs> just to your house? No. Um, because the looters never hit Huntsville. They never trucked them in. Like they were all assuming they would for the NAACP anti-police oh, brutality rally. Did you not get your, you didn't get the email? No. The, my email told me that we, we, the Democrats were going to be doing a tour. Oh, and I, I could sign up to be a looter oh, if I wanted oh, to. Shit, I missed that opportunity. Hell, yeah, um, I, I I passed. I, I thought about it for a minute because they I saw Huntsville on the list and I thought, well, that'd be nice, neat to go see Sarah. But no, yeah, I, I got some, I got some great places we can hit up. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. if you want your organic tea blends and your <laughs> gourmet chocolates, no, I I never. It occurred to me for a split second that it could have been intentional. Yeah. Only because I have other people in my life that has happened to since all this has started. And you um, and you think dirty thoughts about some of your neighbors for parking in your parking spot sometimes. Uh, yeah, I thought it could have been because I stole the bitch's parking spot because she stole it <laughs> first. But, you know, I met her when I gave her her mail and she's not that bad. 
Um, yeah. I think more of her now than I did when she first parked in my parking spot. Um, but that's no, what, I, that's what happens, folks. When you humanize someone by meeting them and getting to know them, you don't get to hate them as much. It's hard to hate them when they say thank you so sweetly. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it. I mean, it split second did panic me for because of being not necessarily looting, but being targeted for being present at mm-hmm. rallies. Um, yeah. Because that is a thing. That is a true certifiable thing that people will spy, try to find your information as best they can and will try to intimidate you. Yeah. Um, but like someone else pointed out to me, there was no like note written in pig's blood on my door or letter left to be like, damn you liberals, you mm-hmm. and your equal, your beliefs in equality or something like that. So, well, um, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, I need your help. I need to talk to you about something I'm going through. I'm not sure I'm qualified. Uh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm asking everyone at this point. Okay, okay good. The standards <laughs> are low. Well, if everybody has listened to last week's episode, I am. Hey, I did that. <laughs> you did that. There you go. Uh, you and I, we we work on projects together, but it takes an act of Congress for you and I to actually experience each other's work. Sometimes, um, that's why I'm just keep pulling you onto this uh, podcast, so you'll listen to it. Um, <clears throat> but today, I have a very specific need from you. Um, last week I told everybody that I am struggling in my life right now and I have decided I'm going to start going to therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, beyond that, I have no idea what I'm doing because I, I just want to, um, I kind of, I mean, I know, I don't know this is, um, silly to, to worry this much about anything, but I do. People worry about things. It happens. That's why they go to therapy. That's why they go to therapy. <laughs> but I just don't know, like, because you have to pick a therapist. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I need, like, little angels to come and be like, this person's going to help you. Um, That's but, what your insurance company's for. Well, I don't have I'm one. Not, oh, well, <laughs> my bad. I didn't mean to open that door. Sorry. There's that box. <laughs> um. I do. I mean, that, and that's the thing. Like, I need because they're going to ask you some probing questions, and you need to give them answers. Um, and I need to be prepared for my questions. I think mm-hmm. so. I am enlisting the help of my friends who go to therapy to to give me their experience. Because I, I am an expert. I am like the gold star, <laughs> platinum card therapy person. <laughs> Well, because I just, I don't know, like I get this list because I, my employer right now, um, a day employer, um, has a program that you can sign up because, or sign up and get 20 free sessions of therapy. And I'm in the process of going through that. And I, and the thing is, it's a company, um, it's called Lyra and it's, where like therapists sign up with Lyra. So I get a list of people who signed up to be a Lyra therapist. Um, and once I get health insurance again and open enrollment, um, 
it will probably it might change because there's lots of therapists who are not on Lyra, and I'm not going to be going through Lyra to get my therapy. But I do feel I need to start now. I don't mm-hmm. think I can wait till open enrollment in October because I don't know if we'll have a planet by then. Right. So I need to start now. Um, so I, do, I guess just tell me a little bit because that's the thing. You and I, I know you've gone to therapy. I know other people who go to therapy and they talk about therapy that like it helps, but it's also very mysterious. Like you, t- <laughs> you went to therapy and now you're fine for a minute. And you'll go back yeah. to therapy again when you need a tune-up. That's my experience. Well, I feel like I'm. This is going to take a very be very long-winded. So prepare yourself for a saga. Um, <laughs> Give us the Reader's Digest version. Okay. So <laughs> my family has always been very pro-therapy. When my mother was in high school, my grandmother went back to college to get her master's in social working and became a therapist. Um, and that was in the seventies. Just point of reference so my family's always been very pro it um Mm -hmm. fun fact i've never willfully gone to therapy i've always been signed back up by my mom like even now you're 30 and your mom's like you need therapy no not i've been with the same therapist it'll be it's been eight years in june okay so you were a senior in college and you were kind of i was 22 and graduated and graduation went as well as it did when you were there and present my mom basically said mm, this ain't this ain't working you're going back mm-hmm. um which i mean sometimes you need that so oh you need- i forgot about that you did have a bad morning on graduation bad, like you were real upset like, yeah like that you you felt every ounce of that life change yeah which conveniently every time i've gone to therapy is because is when something like that happens because mm-hmm. <laughs> i went I, my first time i was going i was like seven so I've been in and out there my whole life, therapy my whole life. But um, as far as picking one, again, my mom had to do it because it was her insurance. And I basically had two criteria. One, I wanted a female. That mm-hmm. was non-negotiable. And two, she had to be specialized in what I deal with, which is anxiety, depression. And she's also a life coach. Yeah. Um, and that's how you pick one. I mean, I don't. I'm sure when my mom called the insurance company, this is, she's like, this is what my daughter needs. These are her issues. And the insurance company goes through the list and goes, these people specialize in these things. Cause not everyone does the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, but the other great side is, is if you went with somebody and they're like, I cannot meet your needs for you. Here's somebody I know who can, cause yeah. I don't know each other. Um, like you have people that specialize in LGBTQ issues or marriage problems or you know anxiety depression adhd like some people i mean of course some of it that overlaps mm-hmm. <clears throat> um and some people ha- i've noticed in this list of therapists that i've gotten some people have multiple specialties because right. they they get certifications mm-hmm. and and they do hours of training and they they right. do this stuff to to be specialized in that as well yeah and so yeah there is I mean, there are some people that specialize in just doing children you know, stuff like that. Um, and that's really the big, to me, that was my criteria was I need, I wanted a woman because I wanted to talk about women things. And I was never going to have that conversation with the guy. Like yeah. I'm never going to talk to someone who looks like my dad or my dad's age and talk about sexual health problems or something. Right. Like it's just, it ain't going to happen. I'm never going to be that comfortable. Um, but again, that may not be true for everybody. Um, 
but basically that was it and everyone has different philosophies and methodologies um um so you've been with your therapist for eight years now mm -hmm. um did you ever think about changing well actually no because i'll start this way so when they when i graduated college came back home anxiety was uncontrollable through the roof couldn't leave the house couldn't look couldn't even look at job applications like it wasn't even on the table yeah um my mom signed me up and it was with a company that is out that is in this area and she set me up with when it, my first one was with a different therapist and she was lovely um <clears throat> she only worked part-time and couldn't see me again for three weeks oh uh. and my mom was like oh hell no that ain't an option that's not like no because like i now go maybe every two to three weeks maybe even a month because i'm at a basically like a maintenance level where i'm not having a crisis i'm functioning i'm thriving so mm -hmm. it's really just to keep things in check but when i first started it was i was like catastrophic like not like I was a danger to myself, but right. I was not living. Um, well, and, and I get what that means. Like, or I, that, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth, but I kind of get that catastrophic space because right now, I mean, I've gotten a lot better in this sort of episode that I'm feeling um, because, I mean, I do. I mean, I, I'm well-versed in getting myself better, which is not a good thing. It's just how I've lived it. Mm -hmm. my whole life and so that's where i'm at right now and i don't want to do that anymore i want actual results and help but i have gotten myself a little bit better and mm -hmm. um but it's the height of it all i like i cannot make decisions for myself and it was frustrating me because i am more well versed about making decisions for myself and, and i would ask you opinions on things and i would ask ethan opinions on things and a couple of other people and then i would know what my answer was before you gave it to me and then you would give me an answer different from the one that i knew what it was and it was sending me into the spiral because i automatically let you and ethan have the have the actual like say you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm well, this is what I want to do. And y'all are not telling me what I want to do. And it's frustrating me because I want to do this. But Sarah and Ethan said that that's not what I should do. So I can't right. do it. And I'm like, that makes absolutely, you know, when you like, wake yeah. up, that makes no sense. It's like, if right. I want to do it, do it. But I'm like, but I can't because Sarah and Ethan said that I should do this other thing instead. And it's, right. so I get what, what you mean by you're like, you just, you're in catastrophic. That to me is catastrophic. Because you can't right. make a decision. You can't put one foot in front of the other because you don't have the courage to do it. Right. So I get that on a level of that. Yeah. So I don't remember at what point I like, so that therapist I couldn't go to. Um, so they, re they moved me and I, st I remember this clear as day because I was driving down the road and my mom called me to tell me they're switching me to someone who works full time same company but it's not in Hunt madison anymore it, mm -hmm. which is like 45 minutes from where i live roughly um yeah. at the time i still lived at home so it was only about 30 minutes and my mom said they're switching you to someone this woman she's she's also a life coach and blah blah, blah. i think her name is patsy and i went Your you therapist well yeah and i was like you don't know her name and she said no oh. and she goes i think it's patsy and i'm like 
uh, no, I need you to find out her name now. Like, I'm not going not knowing who I'm who I'm supposed to talk to. That's and so I still remember telling my mom, "You're call." Basically, I said, "I need you to call the office back, get her name, because I can't make that phone call because I, like my, I couldn't like I couldn't like it was just a, one of those things like I could yeah. not make phone calls." Um, and she called me back later, said, "It's Christy," and I was <laughs> like, "That's nothing like Patsy." Like that's like <laughs> so you remember. if you had had any kind of courage whatsoever to power through, you would have just been devastated. Because you, you would have gotten her name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so. It would have been uh, a heartbreak. It would have been embarrassing. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And so I still. Uh, I'm still seeing her eight years later. And the light years difference I am from eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Is just. It's two different people. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I talked about it. Or we talked about it on the podcast. You You went to new orleans by yourself last year yeah you, you got out of college and you couldn't even apply for jobs because the prospect of that just gave you so much anxiety you couldn't do it and now you're like f life i'm gonna go where i want to go and do what i want to do <laughs> so for sure but and i guess i because i know for me that an lgbtq I, I kind of really want an LGBTQ uh, therapist, mm-hmm. maybe a gay man, maybe. A, I mean, I, I, I sort of feel like man, maybe would be mm-hmm. better. Um, but someone who is gay. Right. Because um, I yeah, I mean, same reason stuff goes on inside the life of a woman stuff goes on inside the life of a gay man. You don't. You know, I don't need somebody who's not gay telling me how to live a gay life. Right. Um, well, or helping me to live a, yeah, yeah just, helping me to live a gay either. life. Because, um, and like, I noticed on this, this Lyra um, list of therapists, there was only one person, exactly one person who mentioned LGBTQ. And so I'm like, well, I guess that's who I have to pick. Um, there were other factors that made me apprehensive about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's just like, is the, I mean, what, it, so it was just the, it was a woman, um, who specialized in your, your particular issues. That was your criteria, right? Right. Well, like Mike, I'll say this, my first th- like therapist. Cause again, I've had three in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one was a woman who was obviously I was seven or eight. I was a child's therapist who actually was a friend of my grandmother's mm-hmm. who bought my grandmother's old office <laughs> and turned it into her office building. Um, and so I saw her twice. And again, I hadn't, I mean, as a kid, I had no preconceived notions about what I was doing. Like I didn't, yeah. like I understood and it was helpful, but like as an adult, like my memories are few and far between the second one I was in high school, middle school, high school, and it was a man. And he, um, there was nothing wrong with him. Like he was very lovely, yeah. nice. Um, but I just knew as a f- adult female, like I just needed, I wanted to be able to have a conversation with a woman about female things mm-hmm. it didn't necessarily have to be like a cisgendered woman just a woman like just right. someone who can understand that if i ever had any issues about something that i felt was that personal to talk about because 
I again, I don't want to have a conversation with someone who looks like my dad about like sex or something. That'd be weird. Like, right. <laughs> so, um, but well, yeah, that, and that was, was only, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say that was really the main thing. I was going to be able to talk to someone and not feel like I'm talking to a male father figure or something. Yeah. Well, and for me, I, I am, I'm experiencing some real trauma of anxiety and depression and also some of my, um, like some of the actual ticks from my ADHD are coming back. Like, mm-hmm. I think I might've mentioned this on the last episode that I stutter a lot now and like words, I, it, I have like this tick where I, I, I can't get words out sometimes like just the word that I'm looking for. It's in my head, but I can't form it into my mouth. And so there are like, there's stuff that's really triggering for me right now. And I'm like, and the thing is I, I put a lot of stake into how someone looks Mm -hmm. um, for me. And, and that's not a superficial thing. I just sort of read their energy when I see them. And the one who had, who was like LGBTQ, Q um, certified, I just didn't get a good feeling. Like, not a bad feeling, but I just didn't feel like there was other women. He, he was the only man, I think, as well on that list in the Los Angeles area. Um, and uh, some of the women, I was like, maybe I feel good about her. And I'm like, maybe I could just choose a woman right now with this Lyra stuff. And then once I get health insurance, be more methodical about who I'm going to choose and, you know, Maybe right. go on a little speed dating round of therapists. I don't know. Is don't that a date thing? your therapist. Rule number one. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was a metaphor. I'm not going to date my therapist. I, 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 <laughs> um, I, I mean, it is hard. And I would say, like, I didn't, again, because my mother every time has picked, has decided, you're going back to therapy let me talk to insurance. Let me figure out who's got, who's got control of your issues mm-hmm. um, and send you. Um, so I had no say, I didn't even look up a picture of her. I was like, eh, it'll be a surprise. Um, Cause I feel like every like to me, the photos I've seen, like when of people who are like on our website, I'll be your therapist. They're all very like stylized and look like um, newscasters. So don't even yeah. like it's authentic. It, you can't even get a good vibe from them. I do have to like look up people's businesses all the time if I'm like on the phone with one to just be nosy. And I'm like, y'all, this is not how you look. This ain't right. Like, this, well, and no <laughs> I'll be honest, I I feel a little embarrassed about doing this, um, but I did look up the guy on social media, which I and I it was private, but I saw one picture of him. And I was I'm like, you that he even had social media, honestly. Um, well, <laughs> it, and you know what? It might not have even been him. I feel like with that kind of thing now, mm-hmm. having social media is just a bad idea. That's going to cross bar- like you're going to cross lines like you wouldn't believe like boundaries. Because one of the biggest things they tell you is you never treat somebody, you know. Right. Um, and like when you're out in public, you don't approach your clients. You let, if your clients want to talk to you in public, they're allowed to, but because of HIPAA laws and confidentiality, they don't, people, they're not supposed to approach you. Mm -hmm. I feel like social media alone would blur that way beyond what's appropriate. Well, I did. I just wanted to kind of get a sense of, cause it was one little picture and he was like LGBTQ 
certified or something. So what do you think I, I mean, as someone who knows me, do you think, do you have any advice for picking someone? Um, I think within your first session, you would know if it's going to work or not, honestly. Um, and a good therapist will always tell you, this isn't, I'm not the right fit for you. I'm not going to be able to help you in the ways you need help. Here's a name of either a colleague within our business or someone I know that is going to help you that is qualified in that area. That's what a good therapist would do. Um, Because when you go in, it's just, I mean, it is honestly like a dating or filling out a job application because they'll give you all this paperwork and it's like, fill out what you're struggling with right now. And you have to check all the little boxes. And then if you're like me, you overthink it and you're like, do I really deal with alcoholism? I don't know. Um, Yeah. That's me. Like, like like, some of the stuff I'm like, well, everybody deals with this, don't they? And then it's, it's, it's like when you're trying to leave a store without buying something and you're like, did I shove a television on my ass? I can't remember. Like, <laughs> like, you know, that second guessing feeling like, right. I, did, like, did that happen? Like, I don't remember. What did I, what if I stole something and I don't even know it? Um, right. And so Which I did do that one time. You stole something without knowing it? Yes. I was in, I think it was Spencer's. You remember that mall, <laughs> the store in the mall? Because uh, yes. I was little little tidbit about me i was the captain of the math team in college nerd not college in uh junior high nerdier um, <laughs> right um i was the i was on the math team and the science team well you know you got to go to math tournaments and whenever we would go to a math tournament in birmingham or huntsville or anywhere we would go to the mall, go to the mall. and i picked up a lucille ball for refrigerator magnet and i just looked at it for a second and then put it back. And then I got on the bus and that magnet was in my pocket and I do not remember putting it, putting it in there. They still have a wanted poster for you 20 years later. To this day, I still have it on my refrigerator though. That's so it does happen. But also another thing that was a component that, um, that worries me is right now, given the current climate of COVID-19, most everybody on Lyra are, is not doing in-person visits. It's either Zoom or FaceTime or phone calls. Mm-hmm. Um, the A phone call seems <laughs> so just bizarre to me. I would never do that. Well, I've and done like, both. <laughs> like... I and and a video conference. I I hate that too. I just want to sit with someone, you know. Yeah, um, I'll tell you, it is wild. Um, I will if I if I was where I was eight years ago trying to do a video conference. Right now for therapy, I would be super fucking uncomfortable. Um, which I I mean it is it's very weird because it doesn't feel personal. That's right. the weird thing. Um. Like I've done two video sessions and one phone call session at this point. The phone call session happened because my off day changed at work. And so I had to go take a three o'clock lunch break and sit in my car to do therapy for an hour because it was my scheduled time. But I had to work that day instead um, Mm -hmm. of going. So that was weird. I mean, it's I would say meeting somebody like that would probably be really strange. But I mean, my therapist is eating lunch in front of me at this point because she hasn't had a lunch break before, like if something happens and she's like, do yeah. you mind if I eat my pizza? And I'm like, I really don't. I, I mean, I'm cool at this point. Like, I, you know, I mean, you've, you know, all the horrible sides of me. I'm fine. If you right. eat your cheese during this hour. Um, 
Um, so, which, I mean, is a good, which is where you want to be. I mean, it's the line of professionalism, obviously, is not crossed, but 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 you want the familiar, the comfortable. Um, and having the phone, having the video sessions at this way, I mean, she's seen now what my cats look like because they can't mind their own business for an hour. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's strange and I don't think anyone would want it. I would never like, I don't think that's anyone's goals in life is to be like, yay, therapy through the computer. Right. Um, because they are private conversations and they are um, personal things. I mean, right now the main everything we're talking about is related to the pandemic and staying healthy and trying to navigate, you know, all the things that are going on in the world Mm -hmm. and trying to make sure like, am I behaving abnormally or is this my new normal? Because the world is, is abnormal right now. Right. Um, so like when I go from your experience, what do you think will be like the experience for me? And what I mean by that is like, like what kind of questions will they ask me? Cause is, is that true that they'll just start asking you questions? Um, not really. I feel like the first time I went for the new, like the new phases, mm-hmm. um, usually the first few sessions is a kind of a get to know you. What are your goals? What are you, unhappy with right now that you think needs to be addressed what um kind of like a baseline of what do you do with what are you doing with your life what is your you know what is your life like at home what are some things that you feel like need because i mean to me it was pretty clear when i this last time i started up eight years ago it was i need to be able to get a job Mm -hmm. and i can't i can barely leave the house right now So those two things don't work very well for me. Like (laughs) I need to be able to, and there, of course, in the midst of all those things, I had other issues in life that need to be like family stuff or, you know, my aunt had cancer and passed away, you know, and then my grandmother, my uncle passed away months later. Um, And so like all those things also amalgamated together as to being things to be addressed. But usually the first few sessions are, let me get to know you. Let me understand why you're here. What are your goals? How do you, are you very spiritually driven? Do you want to bring the Bible into this? Cause that was the other thing. My therapist's office has a giant religious aspect to it that I don't really, doesn't really work with me. It doesn't really come that up that often for me, but right. for other people, that's very important. They want to bring the Bible into it. They want Bible verses to refer and see, to. And that's you know? another thing. Like for me, I, I do go to church. I, I've talked about it a little bit, but I do not want church in my therapy sessions. That's right. 100% something. It's like, well, I'll go to the priest for that because that right. part I have no, I have no anxiety about. Like my right. religion is where I've put it and I am completely good with where that is. Right. I need to fix my life. And so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going to be a little bit different. Some people, like, again, some people crave that. That's like they need to bring, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of aspect in to fix their marriage or whatever. Um, right. And I think that might be why I really want a, uh, someone who is in the LGBTQ community so that they can have an understanding of how you can be a spiritual, you know, person who goes to a church, but also just put it down and don't think about it, you know, right. because I don't want somebody lot li- li- latching on to my religious side 
and trying to connect with me through that because I don't need any connection through that. Right. Um, and it's, it is strange because it is lot like the bound, like, again, there's a very strange boundary there because they are, and some, I guess you could equate them to having a religious leader or somebody because there's that level of respect that they have a higher understanding than you yeah. without, because it isn't, it should never be a friendship. Like if you get to a friendship level with your therapist that you've lost, in my opinion, and I guess I believe most people would agree with this. You have lost your professionalism because you're there to help right. somebody like a religious counsel or, mm-hmm. some, or like a lawyer or something like you don't need to have that boundary crossed. Right. Um, but it is, I mean, again, my therapist having that religious aspect to her practice and to her doesn't really play that much effect on me because mm-hmm. that's not what I need. And that's not what I'm looking for, for help with. Right. Uh, but there's always different methodology and re- recommended reading. Um, I have, I found when I was moving, my parents were moving over the last year. It's been a year since Jaja bought her new house. I we still love it though. We still love it. Jaja. <laughs> um, there was, I found my quote unquote homework I got because mm-hmm. again, some people like, I feel like you probably would want to be one of these people that was like, give me some homework. Give oh, me yeah, something. I love to homework. Do. I miss yeah. college. <laughs> I do too. I miss college. I didn't really enjoy therapy homework as much. Um, it's not quite the same <laughs> as creative writing. But... I'm the same. Like I don't enjoy, cause I, I help with the catechumen class at church. And mm-hmm. so I do some of their homework and I'm like, this isn't nah. as fun as I remember. But like, again, I found homework that I had to do um, to, again, help understand, help her understand my needs and what I'm working towards yeah. and other levels. Um, and so the, all those things, because again, having like giving yourself even a simple task, especially if you feel like you can't get anything accomplished, makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, I hope I kept it. I think I did I have to find it though. What do you know? Do you remember anything on the homework list? I don't chair? <laughs> I don't, I did actually, when we started talking about this, I did find an essay I had started writing years ago about going to therapy. Um, that is not for public consumption. That was for me. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to recite it. For you. <laughs> um, well, you should have you thought about private. that before you gave me your email password. I'm going to read it on next week's episode. Stay tuned. Yeah, as you know, everything I do first is handwritten. Um, and I have oh. to type it later. My grandmother was very into Carl's Young and Jungian theory and Myers-Briggs and all that. Mm-hmm. And so I understood from a young age my Myers-Briggs count, um, meanings and all that stuff. My therapist now uses something t- completely different. She uses some kind of like animal system. That's I don't remember the, what the um, theory was called, but I do know now in that the- theology or theory, I am a camel. A camel? Do you spit but, a lot? You no, know, but Jaja is a monkey because she's the extreme extrovert. So <laughs> I don't know what I'll be because I'm not. I'm not an extreme extrovert. I am extroverted in tendency, but like when I get into these spaces, like, like I was listening to Brene Brown, um, who is uh, a psychologist and researcher. She was talking about how there um, are people, I was listening to one episode who, how there are people who respond 
one way during a crisis and resp- and there's people who respond the other way during a crisis. And I realized I do both. Sometimes I do yeah. both at the same time that she's describing. Sometimes a crisis will make me this way. And sometimes people, and what she was saying was there are some people who are the doers and the, the, I don't remember what her, what her terminology was, but people who will do everything to gain that control during a crisis. And there mm-hmm. are people who will just like need someone else to take over during that crisis. And I have both. I have both of yeah. those things inside of me. And so I don't know what I'll be. I don't, I don't think it'll be a cut and dry. I, mean, I don't think I'm going to find cut and dry, like cookie cutter definitions of myself once I start doing this. Well, and I mean, all those theories are not are not without fault um, yeah. because the human mind is so complex um, that you can't really define one person as one thing wholly. Um so it's, I mean, it is still flawed logic, but it was just kind of funny because I was trying to think back to the different things. Like my memories of my childhood therapy are very, very vague. And even what I've done this past eight years, I couldn't tell you half the time what we talk about. Thank yeah. God she has, thank God she has to take notes because I don't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the end I'm, of your therapy session, she'll give you a full book of everything you talked about so you can relive I, it day so, in I, and day out highlights um but i will say this is the biggest frustration i've ever had so when i started i was on my parents insurance mm-hmm. and my copay was i can't remember what my copay was but at one point she had to sit me down and tell me your insurance will no longer pay for this because they think you should be cured now because Ouch. yeah because insurance at least in the night in alabama doesn't look at therapy as a continuing treatment like having to get insulin for your diabetes or something Mm -hmm. um either you get better and they decide you should be good at this point or you're not getting better and they decide they're you're not doing your job properly oh so 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 if you're not better they were quote unquote better they would force you to just go to a different therapist because obviously it's not working um and for and say we're not paying for it anymore. So at one point my insurance quit paying for it and I had to pay for everything out of pocket. Which is very again, that's not like I had to my mom for a long time thought at one point I would stop going. Um because she had her experience with therapy was always to correct an issue. Oh. Like there was a there was a problem, we got through the problem, now we're good. Mm-hmm. Mine's not like that at all because I mean you don't like I my therapist I still hold on to this to this day. She basically said you don't get over and outgrow your anxiety and depression. Right. You it, will uh, have it the rest of your life. Well, you and will have to cor- fix it to help control it, but you mm-hmm. do not outgrow it. Well, and that was something I was preaching up until the day I was wrong that I. Because you remember when we were in New York, um, when me and Ethan were in New York, I there was some there was like a period of a, like a year and a half that was just very dark for me, mm-hmm. and that led me to never want to be in that space again. And I, um, I, uh, I was very proud that like I I know my triggers, I know my my limits with people, I know all these things. And I was so proud that I could, that I was able to work that out for myself. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm on this path. I'm healthy. And then I literally just fell right off the path about a month ago. Um, at this point, and you know, and that's going to happen. And 
it was it was naive of me to be so cocky as to be like, I've got my triggers, I've got this, I know what what's going on in my life. Um, because the second you think you've got it all figured out, life's going to throw you a curveball. Before we go, okay. I, I you had mentioned something, and I want to latch onto that for a question or two. Um, you said that your therapist is also a life coach. Mm-hmm. Um, in therapy, is that do you pick like a life coach thing or a therapist thing, or do they have kind of free reign to sort of be your life coach therapist person and sort of help? I mean, help you make decisions based on your life in that way? Um, honestly, sh- I, it's a hard question to answer. I just know that that was like one of her certifications she had. Mm-hmm. Um, she's never like, she has helped me talk through like, applying for jobs don't you know but she's never like been like today i'm going to coach you it's always been just a sit down conversation and mm-hmm. come up with one way um that makes sense so she's never it does like, make sense yeah she's never been like today is a life coach day today's a therapy day like it's never well, and been that's what that. i was curious about like because that does that kind of speaks to me the life coach thing because i am in a city um where we're all here for work and I am in an industry where you do need to navigate the, the choppy waters a little bit. And I'm like, Hmm, if somebody could just like, be like, this is good right here, do that. (laughs) I would love that. But again, that might be something I need that I will work out in therapy Mm -hmm. where I don't need that anymore. (laughs) So, well, thanks for helping me to continue this conversation about therapy and sort of demystifying it and making it feel more accessible to me because it just seems so foreign. Um, and I, I do want to um, get on it quickly and stop dragging my feet and make some decisions and hopefully see some results very soon. Um, you can't force it, though. You have to just take it as time gives it to you. And... And that was part, that was something that I had trepidations about. Do I want to talk about it on the podcast? Do I not want to talk about it on the podcast? And ultimately I do, I do want to talk about it on the podcast and I do want to take this journey with people who might be thinking about it, but they're not sure. Well, I hope that me living my journey out loud will help someone to understand that they can move forward with it too. Um, And yeah, I, I hope I can get, I got a couple of friends a couple of other friends that I want to speak to as well on the podcast. Um, and hopefully I can get them on here soon and we can really talk about it. Like I have a friend who is a therapist and I'm going to reach out at some point and see if I can get them to talk to me. Um, but I really appreciate you giving us your insights and kind of being super open about your own therapy journey. And I'm sure this will not be the last conversation I have with you about it because you're one of the people I have conversations with on a pretty regular basis. You know that I always love to get everybody involved in the conversation when we can. So if you want to reach out to Sarah on Instagram, her handle is at Sadie May 57 and my handle is at Kyle L Henderson. We are both also on Twitter um, at Kyle L. Henderson, and yours is at Sarah Cat Cooper. You usually 
tell people you don't use Twitter and you don't want them following you, but I've been seeing the tweets that you've been sending out lately, and I think it's worth the follow. Um, also, if you want to be a part of the conversation in a deeper way than just um, comments or whatever, you can join the Facebook group, Not For Nothing, and we can continue the conversation there. And I'd love to hear any kind of stories you might be willing to share about your own therapist journey, if you would be so kind, because I am a collector of information. The more information you have, the more empowered I feel. So I want to hear people's stories. I want to hear the different, you know, nuances of people's experiences in therapy. So please feel free to comment, like, subscribe, do all the things so that we can keep this conversation going. And hopefully we can all get better mental health as a country together. We need it. All right, Sarah. Hopefully nothing else falls apart at your house. I'll try. Well, until next week's episode, take care. Hi, and welcome to Not For... <laughs> what was my voice? <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> the fuck happened? You go through puberty backwards? <laughs> <laughs>